that's what you get for teaching your dog to use the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, today is going to be a real treat, an adventure. So get ready because Austin is going to give us all the next big chapter in Microsoft's video game saga as they attempt to follow up the original Xbox with their succeeding project, the Xbox 360. (laughs) A a device, if you will, that was later to be reflected on as probably being the most important home console ever released um, since Nintendo's NES in 1985. Uh, And all this while simultaneously hosting what many would also call the most important gaming service ever created. Um, Now, I could spoil what lies ahead in this full rundown, but I think I'm just going to let the research here speak for itself. This is Hot Button. I am Randall Beatrice, here with Chris Anatwana. Yes, I've been informed I can no longer use It's a Me. (laughs) Apparently, there's a (laughs) famous character from a company I've never heard of, Nintendo, and uh, they told me to stop. (laughs) But we are here together with host and Xbox expert, Austin Blakesley. That's It's a Me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, said that season desist. We gotta leave a couple more episodes. Austin, why don't you take us down memory lane and continue Microsoft's journey into the video game world? All right. So for those of you <laughs> listening, we we did an uh, an episode on the original Xbox. Uh, not sure when this is going to come out in relation to that, but if you haven't heard it, go back and listen because this is a direct continuation. Yeah. Pause. What you're, pause this right now. Just take a minute. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait. <laughs> July yeah. of 2025. <laughs> So, yeah, when we last left, Microsoft had just released the the Xbox. Whoa, whoa, slow down. (laughs) To mild success. And they were working on a service, an online service, which would later come to be known as Xbox Live. But when the Xbox launched, Xbox Live wasn't its name. I think it was like Xbox Online or something. Mine is dumb. It's a miracle. They even yeah. Xbox yeah. Let's Play yeah. uh, together. <laughs> so Those commercials back then were pretty good, though. When, when Microsoft was dreaming this up, pun not intended because I'm about to mention the Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, when the Sega Dreamcast came out around 1999 while the Xbox was being worked on, the console had an online plan. They had built in a dial-up port. Yeah. What a feature. As we'll come to know, it didn't work out too well. Although, I don't know hey, if the Alien online... Alien Online was pretty cool. I don't know if the online was the reason the Dreamcast died. I doubt it. <laughs> there were a lot get, of reasons. If you wanted to get stomped in Quake 3, it had crossplay with PC oh, on the yeah. Dreamcast. So you could play that on one joystick on dial-up against people on the <laughs> mouse and keyboard on PC. Uh, <laughs> what a joy. Yeah, it was, it was a good so, time. Microsoft saw this and decided Sega had the right idea but the wrong execution. As I mentioned in the Xbox episode, Microsoft had taken a big hit and a lot of flack for including an Ethernet port and a hard drive in the original Xbox. Gotta burn those CDs to your console somehow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The, The hard drive was included in there originally because developers thought it would be a good idea to allow games to run faster, although the Xbox, the original Xbox, didn't do... A lot of installing of anything. Yeah. The hard drive was actually included in there to allow for DLC. Oh. Which, well, which remember before, like they had the map pack in Halo 2? Yeah. It was like a separate... It was yeah. a disc yeah. that you had to put in and download to the hard drive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what a time. And they also included the Ethernet port. Now, looking back, the Ethernet port seems like a no-brainer. Obvious, yeah. 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 But like, <laughs> when the Xbox was being developed back in... 2000, yeah. broadband internet was not a thing that a lot of people had. Yeah, yeah. everybody thought their computers were about to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so why would Y2K they want... Yeah. Yeah. 
But like <laughs> I had broadband back then. This was my mom's f- business. Yeah, a few people had broadband, but not a lot of people had broadband. But yeah. Microsoft included it anyway. They they didn't think that the dial-up would allow them to make the service that they wanted to make. So they gambled because <clears throat> yeah. they hoped that by the time Xbox had hit its stride, that broadband would be more widely adopted, which we now know was true. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people gave them a lot of flack. But broadband was necessary for a few things, a lot of security features that they wanted, you know. PC games were online for way longer than... Yeah. Even before the Xbox was thought up, but they had a lot of cheating issues. Yeah, yeah, that's the advantage of being a game, (coughs) being a console attached to a gigantic tech company. You know what I mean? Like, having a little bit of foresight to be like, yeah, we think this is going to pan out. (laughs) They wanted... They wanted smoother online gaming. They wanted certain features God like bless the voice chat. DLC, mm-hmm. which would not have been very possible on, no. a, on a dial-up connection, and voice yeah. chat, which yeah. was also not possible on dial-up. As we know, because anybody that lived through that time knows you can't play online games and talk on the phone at the same time on a dial-up connection. <laughs> oh my god, I did that. So, I think the phone bills were... <laughs> god, without if, if they would have stuck with dial-up... You know, nobody could have called my mom a whore, and then I would have never had to pay $80 for a $20 video game. Yeah. I mean, the PS2 and the GameCube kind of had the, well, didn't, not to the degree, but they tr- they tried a little bit. Not to they the, retroactively they did. added yeah, that it, was which after I will get that. to later, yeah. but yeah, they they tried, but Microsoft had the f- foresight oh, yeah. to include it from the beginning. Yes. Microsoft had smartly decided that online play was the future. And they, they yeah, even went, were they wrong. <laughs> they even went as far as to say that Xbox Live would be a pillar of the Xbox brand, which yep, still it yeah. definitely is, <laughs> allowing an entirely new stream of revenue that their competitors were missing out on. DLC subscriptions. Yeah. This is even before all the app stuff and other incentives yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, but Free you know, games. despite this, this was a new technology. Nobody had really been doing anything like this, so it wasn't ready for launch. And there's an interesting anecdote to this because a lot of people here probably remember playing, and a lot of our listeners probably remember playing Halo 2 online. Yeah. Um, but nobody remembers playing Halo 1 online because it didn't have it didn't online. didn't have it. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's interesting. I looked this up and I was, apparently there were like really early versions of Unreal Championship and an NFL game, some other stuff that they were using like to test this out for a little while. Yeah. There was an unreleased thing called like Revolt. Um, but I was trying to remember what the first official game was that used Xbox Live. It was Mech Warrior. It was Mech Warrior. Okay, because yeah. I was I, I I remember playing Crimson Skies, which I think was before Halo Two. Crimson Skies was I think might have also been the first, but the first one I remember is definitely Mech Warrior. Okay, apparently the first uh, boxes that came out with the Live enabled gold banner on it were. Uh, Oh, oh god! I think it, it was no, it was Mecha. No, it was Brute Force and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Mm. So that was 2002. This is damn really. Yeah. Though other games, pro- I I think MechWarrior had it before it, but it just wasn't. Was it MechWarrior or Mech Assault? It might have been Mech Assault. This goes back to the epic thing where <laughs> yeah. they can't figure out how to name their fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I just thought this was it. That was interesting. An interesting anecdote, which if we ever get to do a Halo episode, I'll go a lot more into this. But Halo One had planned online play. Is that but, where the land? Stuff came from right, yeah. but they had to scrap it at the last minute because Xbox Live wouldn't be ready. So they transformed it into the LAN feature, which actually really helped <laughs> yeah, Halo. Arguably, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> I was sixteen players too, wasn't it? Like I think, yeah, you, yeah. Six, four Xboxes <laughs> LAN. It's yeah. um, great. But yeah, Microsoft was kind of laughed at at the time for relying on broadband. A lot of people were very skeptical that broadband would get widely 
adopted over dial-up because of its expensiveness, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who was laughing at, I guess Microsoft wasn't as big? In no, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they <laughs> were. They were. It was just that, you know, if you're going to charge, if you're relying on selling a console at a loss and charging people for a subscription, right, right. you need to have a lot of people pay for that subscription. And when not a lot of people have broadband, you're, you're shortening your audience a lot. You're thinning yeah. it out. But yeah, yeah. Again, as hindsight tells us, it was a good move. And all those people who left were, not the, la- were not the last ones left. <laughs> um <laughs> Bill Gates fucking buried them. I mean, in you his said yard. that Sony and Nintendo showed little interest at this yeah. time. Yeah. Fantasy so, Star. That went on. I mean, who cares? Nintendo never put online in the GameCube. They had a broadband adapter for LAN, and they it kind of went nowhere. Mario Kart Double Dash, brah. That land and that bad Kirby racing game. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, but Sony eventually came out with an adapter, but they let people choose dial-up or broadband, which made their games perform a lot worse. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, we, but we played SOCOM a little bit back then. And this was this was a lot of foresight because the thing Microsoft had in their pocket was that everybody else was going after building game consoles, and Microsoft was building game consoles, but they were not a hardware manufacturer. <clears throat> right. Their strength lied in services and software. Yeah. And so they were going to try to combine those two things and make a service that people would pay for, where they could play their software online. Right. And this was going to be, this was their bread and butter. This was something that Sony or Nintendo could never in a million years beat Microsoft at. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny as like, the I, even the way that you or, played. Or about a decade, because Sony beat them recently. <laughs> <laughs> even in the way that you played like PS2 games online wasn't even as streamlined at all. No, it was it was like, an You had to like build a server It was like an Tony afterthought. Hawk. It was, yeah. Yeah. Sure, it was I, I, an afterthought I, up until I think recently, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, oh, I yeah. played a bit of Resident Evil like Outbreak back in the day, but the funny thing is that probably would have been a hell of a lot better on Xbox. <laughs> but yeah. well, the thing we'll we'll come to learn a little later. But Xbox Live did really well, but Xbox Live didn't do gangbusters until Halo Two launched. Yeah, and Halo Two launched. That's where I made my game in two thousand and four, which at that point the code name Revolution. And codename Xenon, and I forget the codename. I think there's no codenames for Sony consoles because it's going to be the PlayStation with another number. (laughs) But like, all of those. They had one for the Pro, I think. Yeah. Morpheus? Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, Xbox Live was a big part of their thing. But in order to sell a service, you have to sell people on the hardware first. Yeah. You can't sell people Xbox Live without selling them the Xbox. So we're going to rewind a little bit <clears throat> back to the beginning, back to right after Xbox launched. Microsoft had done what a lot of people thought was unthinkable. Uh, they released a console, and they did it in a very short time frame. Yeah. Uh, like the PS2 was being worked on right after the PS1 launched. Yeah. Same with the GameCube right after the N64 <clears throat> launched. Xbox started planning right when the PS2 was about to come out. Yeah. They made the original Xbox in around 20 months. Yeah. And that includes manufacturing it. And you went over mm-hmm. that pretty, like, yeah. in-depth. Yes, yeah, I did. Definitely go back and check out that episode. Yeah. We'll yeah. Wait. It's we'll super, it's really interesting. It's your yeah, second we'll chance to pause. <laughs> and, and a lot of people were skeptical about the original Xbox, but it did, it did okay. You know, if you go back to our last episode, we have a lot of... Uh, Analogies to uh, Pearl Harbor and things like that. <laughs> Bill Gates, Bill Gates wanted to crush the Japanese companies, and he he didn't do a great job yet. We'll get there, but 
Um, this console did pretty well. Microsoft, by the time 2005 rolled around, which was the start of the next generation, which we'll get to later, Microsoft had managed to sell about 21 million Xboxes. Uh, to put that in perspective, they beat out Nintendo's GameCube by about a million units. GameCube hey, was whoa, at 20 whoa. million. <laughs> technically, yeah, Nint- n- technically, Nintendo still won here because the Wii is essentially also a GameCube just with a bad controller. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Nintendo's totally winning. That hat held. Uh, how many Wii U's did they sell? Like two? Um, yeah, us two. <laughs> hey, I had one too. Did you really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I played Breath of the Wild on it. You did, yeah. Uh-huh. The whole game. Uh, <laughs> did they flip uh, whether Link was right or left-handed or whatever? So, so they, they did pretty well. They managed to eke out in front of the GameCube. However... Sony big dick swinging yeah. came in and said fuck both of you and they sold a whopping 90 million. I saw that number. I was just like com- holy and this shit. And is, this is when the 360 launched. This is when the next generation right, started. Yeah, PS2's already. up to like 150 million now because they were Jesus still selling Christ. PS2's far into the yeah, PS3's lifetime. Yeah, that little tiny one that's like as big yeah. as a piece of paper. Right? That um, thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah I still have one shit. of theirs. But yeah. Yeah, it's like this thin. Sony had managed to more than double both of their pet competitors combined here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there was... 2 was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Microsoft was gaining some ground, but they were also... They were getting stomped. They could have had two more controller ports, but, though. I'm just saying... They thought they thought of they they narrowed all of their mistakes into basically one failure, which was that they didn't put enough time into the Xbox, and also they came out too late. Being they, first to market apparently is yes. Yeah. Is big, uh, the original Xbox came out get. a full year came out a full year after the PlayStation, and they didn't sell that many more than them at the time. Right. Yeah. But they did match the GameCube. GameCube came out right around the same time as the Xbox, and they beat them. Like a month or something. So they're like, we gotta be first to market. Man. They need to beat Sony to market, which meant, again, they would have to make a console in a shorter time frame. Now keep in mind, at the point when the Xbox launched, Sony was a year or more into development on the PS3. Right. When the PS2 launched. When the Xbox launched. And it was only getting bigger every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this was a little too much for some because they basically didn't really get to celebrate launching the Xbox. They had to go right back to work. Mm. And uh, two of the guys that I mentioned in the first part of this uh, saga, Kevin Bacchus and Seamus Blackley, uh, decided to leave, and they left the team a couple months after the, the console came out. Bill Gates had That's officially good. stepped down as CEO. I guess he was uh, bitter about losing the war to the Japanese. So he stepped down as CEO. He became chairman of the board of Microsoft. And Steve Ballmer taken over yeah. as the new CEO of Microsoft. But the interesting thing is that despite the failures of the original Xbox, both of them are still very on board with being a part of the games industry. Yeah, And they were, they were ramping up. Many other less-known employees stayed. Microsoft's game division started out at about 400 people pre-Xbox. Uh, they were now up to 2,000. They were up five-fold. Yeah, that's nuts. And it would only get bigger from there. The biggest issue, more than time, was money. Microsoft's money. Microsoft's quote-unquote entertainment division was losing money at an alarming rate. Jesus. And I guess this included their PC stuff at this point as well? Like It did, know. but it was, I think... 
it was something like their entertainment division lost four billion dollars. Holy shit! In the time the Xbox came out, <laughs> and uh, three point seven billion of that was the Xbox, and then like wow. the rest of it was shit. PC It's believable stuff. that that. What do you mean? Our kids are not having fun out there. <laughs> it's yeah. believable that that could have been it. Like, imagine if they were one and done with that, and they like uh-huh. they didn't keep going, and they're just uh, like, well. Each each Xbox was being made at a loss of about one hundred and sixty eight dollars. A little <laughs> little backstory on uh, console making: you're supposed to make your console. You're supposed to make everything yourself. This is what Sony does because they're a hardware company, right? And Nintendo also does it. You design the chips so that they can shrink over time. You pay less and less for them, and then you people buy more and more. You cut the price, and eventually, over time, you're making money on the console. Mm. Microsoft. <clears throat> Heard about this strategy, but didn't exactly implement it all that well. Uh, they use a lot of off-the-shelf parts, which do not lower in price over no. time because they don't have control over that. Right. Other companies mm-hmm. do. So this $168 loss on every console was there. It, it shrank, and I don't have an exact number of how much it cost them to make the thing when it was dead and buried when the 360 yeah. came out. But like, that's why the Xbox just they just cut that shit off. Yeah, they were. Like I said, the PS2 was being sold far into the PS3's lifetime. Once the 360 came out, Microsoft was like, "Fucking, we're done making Xboxes." Right. Like we're not going to sell these well, things like, now. You want to make that money back with games, and they like even. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other part of the strategy is that you you sell games to cover your losses. Yeah. But the problem was that was a strategy back in the 2D days and the 3D days of game development. It required yeah, a lot it. more people. Uh-huh. You need a lot more third party. Uh, I bet the though. average cost of a game from the last generation to this one has probably skyrocketed the most. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, not, yeah. not this one currently. I meant from the... Oh, yeah, from Xbox we'll get, to We'll get there yeah, a little like, bit. Um, it, there's an interesting anecdote. When, recoup all that cost. When, when Microsoft uh, invests in a certain company that uh, <laughs> they stole from Nintendo we'll get to later. This was a big deal. But budgets in the N64 PS1 days were probably around $1 to $2 million. They were right. getting to 20 to $30 million. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's... And, that's now, and now they're like 200 that's to 300 true. million. True, but like, yeah. this was... It was getting a lot harder to rely on games to make all your money. If a a game, lot of publishers didn't make it. Yeah, if a game wasn't a hit... From that era. If, if every game you released wasn't a hit, it's not like the movie industry where you just recover it on your next blockbuster. Like it yeah. took a lot out of companies and some publishers, like we said, didn't make it, especially now in these days when budgets are inflated. Yeah, now to all no it end. takes is one bad game yep. and your company's um, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but it's like I said, uh, Microsoft had lost about $4 billion in the lifespan of the original Xbox. I mean, Inter- they still probably did better than the Vita or the Wii U, most likely. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but here's the interesting thing. A lot of people were shocked when they announced they were working on an on a 360. Yeah. Because any other company, Nintendo and Sony included, if they lost four billion dollars, they'd be like, "Fuck this, yeah. we are out." Yeah. But it's interesting uh, numbers here. They lost four billion dollars over four years, from 2001 to 2005, with the Xbox. They were billion also, a year. They were also making two billion dollars a quarter, or eight billion dollars a year. <laughs> Off of Windows and Office, so those <laughs> so, losses were half a year so they could of take profits. It. <laughs> yes, so they could definitely yeah. take it. Well, now now Office costs money, so fuck them. <laughs> office always costs money. You Did just it? can't steal it as easily now. <laughs> yeah. um, I just incriminated myself on here. Yeah, that's Randall Beatrice. <laughs> Addresses, um, PO box. Uh, but yeah, they knew they knew they could deal with the losses for now. Microsoft was all about investment. Everybody said the Xbox is a failure. The Xbox is a failure. If you interview anybody who was involved in the Xbox's development, they will not tell you that this was a failure. They'll tell you that it was an investment. 
And that investment good, uh, paid off. I wouldn't even go as far as call it a failure even at the time. But I no, mean, it, I know it, what you it mean, did though. mildly well. Yeah. But they, for a lot of other companies, losing $4 billion over four years yeah. is a huge failure. A huge failure. For yeah. Microsoft, that's an investment. Because what did we learn? <laughs> they wanted to grow this. They said if they could just deal with the losses, they'd get to the part where this was bringing in a billion dollars a year, and then they'd be bringing in nine billion dollars a year as a company, and then those losses would be like a a memory that everybody forgot. You're right. Yeah. Which kind of where we are now. <laughs> but uh, but they also had a, kind of a great thing going uh, with Xbox Live, which I'll get to the launch of that as we go through the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. But. There weren't a ton of people playing Xbox Live, like I said, till Halo 4 came out, but these people were still paying $50 a year. Halo right. 2. So that not well, that, only... That was the thing. I was trying to find out by this point how many subscribers there were. I don't know if you... I mean, I mean Halo 2 sold about 6.5 million copies, so I figured there were at least that many people playing. Yeah. <laughs> at least that many people uh, subscribed. I can tell you this. The, the record... Before Halo's launch day, the record was 40,000 concurrent users. Wow. Um, on Xbox Live. Okay. Which is really low for an online service. Yeah. When Halo 2 launched, I think the launch day numbers were something like 300,000 concurrent users. <laughs> so huh. Halo 2 kind of catapulted huh. Xbox Live into... But they still had those 40,000 people. Well, that's concurrent users. That's not all their subscribers. Yeah, we're still paying $50 true. a year. So that not only helped them cover some of the loss, but also... They proved themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like, Xbox Live was a proven good service. And a lot of, a lot of Microsoft's pitches before the Xbox came out was like, hey, we're going to revolutionize online plan. Everybody's like, Psh, all right, dude. <laughs> we'll luck. see it when it happens. And then guess what? Yeah. Fucking happened. Yeah, they just didn't have um, like, the content yet. Yeah. An interesting quote I got from a VentureBeat article that I used for a lot of sources was uh, Ed Fries, or Fries, I don't know how to say it, but um, he, was, he was the head of... Microsoft's game division. He was the head of all the game development. He's quoted as saying, the, now this article was written in 2013, right when the Xbox One was coming out. Okay. The Xbox brand alone, not counting the actual business of selling consoles, just the brand just name, the brand just the name, name Xbox, yeah. is worth about $4 billion today. Very nice. Yeah. So they definitely earned that money yeah, back, back and then some. <laughs> um, send four, if we can get 4 billion people to send us a dollar... You can buy Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Go to our Patreon. Hot <laughs> yeah. um, buns, buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, and then when you start your Xbox up, it'll just play our episodes. You're not even allowed to play games anymore. We'll play Red Dead. <laughs> hey, here's an episode about Red Dead yeah. instead. Yeah, um, you ever think about how cowboys are kind of like. <laughs> but Microsoft's philosophy of developers first, of working with developers and making development easier, had worked in two very distinct ways. The Japanese had led the games industry for a very long time, and with the birth of the Xbox, American companies were starting to gain a lot of prominence. This is where people Ooh, like USA. this is where USA. people like Activision and yeah. EA. <laughs> really gained a lot of prominence. Yeah. They were they're not good huge. For them. They're huge today. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they're they're, they're all they're like foundation like they're like and pillars they've, and they've been around since the 2D days, but they weren't huge companies until this generation. Yeah. It also put Sony and Nintendo in their place a little because after working with Xbox, a lot of developers were like, "Yeah, well what are you guys going to do to make it easier on us?" Like there was no longer the days of like, "Hey, buddy, you're going to deal with how shitty our tools are and you're going to like it because right. Microsoft like, <laughs> yeah. made some tools that were easy to use and everybody was just like... Well, that's what you were saying in the Xbox One when they were sh like at conventions and that was their like 
that was their whole like philosophy was like bringing people on board and just being like, yeah, hey, like we'll we're gonna make this show. easy yeah. on you. Look and now Nintendo and Sony had to deal with that. Yeah, they paid and, off, <laughs> and they they came up with different ways of innovating to try to combat this. Uh, we know Nintendo's innovation was, hey, waggle this remote at your TV. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I was stick. <laughs> Sony's innovation... What if you could control a game, but poorly? <laughs> <laughs> Sony's innovation was, uh, was something that they actually announced before the Xbox came out. It was also a stick with a ball in the No. <laughs> that was not the innovation I'm talking about. Um, the six axis. They announced that they were creating something called the cell processor. And this was announced <laughs> yeah. after the PS2 came out, before the Xbox came out. Uh, <laughs> what if making games was too easy? <laughs> <laughs> this was a joint effort between Sony, Toshiba, and IBM. This would ass. be in a new incredible chip that would be able to be used in both IBM servers as well as the PlayStation 3. <laughs> that E3 um, 2006 is so fucking good because they just keep talking up the this thing like it is the yeah, yeah. I remember this yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and at the announcement Microsoft was shaking their boots a little bit one Microsoft staffer was quoted as saying oh my god it scared the shit out of me <laughs> because <What a> fucking <laughs> nerd yeah. them, them being programmers they're like oh man they're making a, a chip that can run servers and their console they're gonna blow oh, us out man. of the water but here's the interesting thing Microsoft we didn't had, think about folding at home <laughs> Microsoft had one thing to hold on to here this chip was new this was nothing like anyone had ever built before. Yeah. And as such, it would be incredibly hard to program for <laughs> yeah, and sorry, incredibly expensive. <laughs> the two things that should never be in a game console. Yeah. And Microsoft, with their um, developer-first design philosophy, said, all right, that's their weakness. <laughs> this thing's going to be impossible to make games for. So all we have to do is make our next Xbox easy to make games for, and we'll fucking win. Yeah. And yep. as we know now, with hindsight, <laughs> that kind of worked out. But Microsoft got to work on planning its own chip. You know, uh, one that isn't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, eh, we'll get to that. I mean, kudos to Sony, I guess, for making their games nearly impossible to port and emulate. So, you know, yeah. future-proofing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned in the last episode our friends at WebTV. Right, yeah. They were a company that made set-top boxes that you could use shitty Windows PCs. They got fleeced, right, kind of? Or yeah. screwed over, I should say. Like, well, they, they had some tough times. A lot of their projects got abandoned. It was, the, it was the early 2000s now. Nobody wanted a Windows 98 computer on their TV anymore. We, had, we were getting away from that. It was the that. 2000s. You don't want anything that said 98. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was the so, dark times. <laughs> So their projects were abandoned. WebTV was kind of folded. But a lot of the people who worked on that, after kind of being shunned from the Xbox team in the Xbox One's development, sorry, X, original Xbox. I, I know. This, Fuck you, the, Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the original Xbox's development, a lot of these people got shunned away because they came up with a pitch and Microsoft rejected them. They were a little bitter, but at yeah. the same time, the, the cost of doing business, a lot of them were then folded into the Xbox team and... They were given the seemingly impossible task of working on a chip that could both compete with this new cell processor, this this mecca of <laughs> computer processing. The power of the cell, yeah. if you will, TM. Um, that, was, that, was, that was how they phrased it. But it also yeah. had to be designed to not cost too much, <laughs> and it had to be designed so that it could be reduced in price greatly over time. So, so a couple of those guys got together, and they, pro they codenamed this project 
Project Trinity. Yes, after the Matrix character. Uh, not nearly. Can you really say yeah. that, dude? Bunch probably. of fucking nerds. <laughs> not nearly as cool as the Durango or the Scorpio. Yeah. No. But then, what is it? I mentioned earlier that the PlayStation One was called Morpheus, and I was still banging the Matrix drum. Yeah, exactly. And we'll learn. We'll learn that they love their code names at Microsoft because Mike, Xbox 360 as a whole had like four different parts that had code names. There's like eight code names for the 360. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in 2002, like a month after this thing launched, they were hard at getting the Xbox Live launch right. So a lot of their resources were developed to getting Xbox Live to launch, but they decided to begin full force on a new project for everybody that they could spare, and this project would be called Xbox Next. Next. That, I, I think they used that again later as well. Yeah, like they do. Phrasing. Um, now, Xbox. I, have a little, Xbox. I have a little note here. Um, there is a Venture Beat article that I'm getting some information from, and it is called The Making of the Xbox. Uh, it's also available as an ebook. Uh, they did a great and job. And a phone book, I guess, considering the amount. <laughs> yeah. They did a great job summing a lot of this stuff up, but there are also like a lot of people involved in this. And I'm not yeah. going to go over names because I, I could sit here and read off a list of names for two hours. Yeah. There, it said that That's there were over 25,000 people who had a hand in making 360 by the time it came out. Wait, 25,000? I read that as 2,500. Nope, 25,000. Yeah, not reading that. No. <laughs> that's a lot of, Holy shit. That's a lot of names. All right, let's start uh, it. I'm going to cover... Yeah. I'm Aaron gonna, A. Aronson. <laughs> I'm going to cover some really important people, people you might have heard of. Like Bill Gates or Steve Ballmer. Who? But I'm not going to go into the names. If you're interested in who actually had a hand in this, that article has it. And they do like a little where are they now thing at the end. That's cute. Which, right. yeah. But <laughs> Dead, dead in jail. <laughs> no, wait, that's, that's, high, that's our high school. Right? Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, but um, but there, was, there was a lot of shakeup in staff. Um, I said in the first episode that the Xbox project felt like a startup within Microsoft. Yeah. A lot of people thought of it as career suicide. A lot of people didn't want to join the team, and they were just doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Bill Gates was behind them 100%. But this time, this thing had to make money. And this thing had become less of a startup and more, more of a structured project like Microsoft was used to. Yeah. Which helped the thing shape up a lot better, but a lot of people like that scrappy nature of the original Xbox. And sure. All, yeah. That's punk. Yeah, um, we were doing it with the sleeves rolled up. Yeah. <laughs> one, one interesting... It's just all the way up, so it's like up to the... Uh, one interesting side note, Roll a name, a name you might have heard, uh, Larry Herb joined the team as an Xbox Live programmer. Uh, and you might not know that name, but you'll better know him by his gamer yeah. tag, Major Nelson. Major he Nelson. later went on to be the most public-facing person That's on the true, Xbox yeah. team. Still following to this day. Yep. And he is the he is the head of all social media for Xbox, which is interesting because Sony and Nintendo kind of have that, but it's like yeah. Reggie's like the president. Totally. And like it's always like presidents and executives, but he's like But he handles the business. The social as well. yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. like the social media guy, yeah. which is uh -huh. interesting. And this was also around the time that Peter Moore who's another famous... He's the guy that rolled up his sleeve and showed the Halo 3 <laughs> oh, launch yeah, date. Okay, I do Peter Moore. That. He was the president of Sega of America. And do you then, like, who had the GTA 4 tattoo? tattoo? That was him. That was him as well? Yeah. Are those rub-on tattoos or like... <laughs> no, they weren't real tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, that's way less yeah, cool. Yeah, you're talking about a group of guys who named their console after a Matrix character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tattoos. He, was, he was the head of Sony of... Or, sorry. Stupid. Who goes on stage at E3 and fucking... He was the head of Sega of America, but 
Mm. Obviously, that wasn't as big a job anymore, so <laughs> he joined the Xbox team. Um, what are what what are Mario and Sonic gonna do now? What Olympic <laughs> sport this time? <laughs> um, but Peter Moore's first meeting was with Steve Ballmer, the new CEO, and Steve Ballmer had a reputation for just yelling at people. <laughs> um, and this is this will kind of a bad way. <laughs> no, he just like yelled a lot. Yeah. This will hammer home how much Xbox Live was. See that politician part of their that? pitch. Steve Ballmer's first meeting with Peter Moore. Steve Ballmer was just yelling Xbox Live over and over again and slamming his fist into the table. And the meeting what is he fucking Hitler. <laughs> the meeting ended when he accidentally slammed his fist into the phone and broke it in half. How hard did he punch that phone? <laughs> I know. I had to take it back. What is he a fucking gorilla? <laughs> He's just sitting at his desk. Xbox Live! Xbox Live! Xbox Live! Yeah. Jumping up and down. <laughs> Smashes the conference table. Excuse me, you sir, your three o'clock banana is here. Just <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of investors sitting yeah. like it. Um, so, Project Trinity was the CPU, the chip inside the Xbox, right, yeah, not the yeah. Xbox's code name. So the project was renamed Project Xenon, which was the, the code name for the whole Xbox. Way cooler. And their number one goal... Isn't that the bad guy in Scientology? <laughs> That's Xenu. That's uh, yeah, also not the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's God? I thought he was the bad guy. Is, is God the bad guy in Christianity? <laughs> yes! Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but yeah... Uh, their number one goal for Project Xenon was to keep their costs <laughs> under control. It, right? I know. <laughs> it's God the bad guy in Christianity. Yes. It's the best show ever. Okay, sorry. Uh, all right. But, yeah, they had to keep costs under control no matter what. Microsoft was not about to sell anything for a loss ever again because that was their one fuck up last time. Uh, if they had sold the Xbox at a profit, they would have made a lot of money selling 21 million of those things, but you know. Yeah. So the problem was that Sony had their own chip factories. They made hardware and software, and they were able to control their own production. Microsoft was relying on other companies to produce stuff for them. They didn't mm -hmm. really make hardware. They designed hardware and had other people make it for them. Yeah. But Sony was able to exploit something called Moore's Law. So here's a little computer lesson for you. Do you guys know? You know what Moore's Law is because you can see my fucking script. Do you know? I have no idea. I was going to give the description of Murphy's Law. <laughs> no, no, no. I have no idea. Okay. So there's I actually, I didn't at all. Until okay. So, yeah. There's a guy. Uh, I could have sounded real smart, though, if I just read your script. Right there's, a guy from, there's a guy from IBM in the 50s who came up with this. His last name's Moore, obviously. Yes. But... It states that uh, the number of complex components that you can fit on a state-of-the-art chip double every year, which okay. is how technology keeps getting smaller, smaller. and smaller over yeah. time. Eventually, it'll and just... also also <laughs> cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. So it means that you could either every year you can make something that had a chip that would have double the amount of capacitors and things like that, or you can make the same chip half the size Ooh. and for half the price. So. A little example, I said Microsoft made was selling the Xbox at a $168 loss, and that didn't really shrink over time. Yeah. Sony sold the original PlayStation for, what was it, $299 for the original PlayStation? I think it's two, yeah, it's 
That thing cost four hundred and fifty dollars to make in nineteen ninety four. Oh, woof! And ninety four money. Too. Yeah, <clears throat> and okay. then they managed to shrink that down to eighty dollars by the time the PlayStation Two came oh, out. Oh, cool! So that's probably why they sold that little mini PS yes, one at exactly. that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This allows your profits to go up, but also you can also shrink the price of the console, which every time you cut the cost of your console, you widen your market. Because yeah. there's people like, I'm not paying $300 for a console. And you're like, it's 200 so, now. Still, and they're like, yeah, it's still going it. today. Yeah. That's, yeah like, uh, we keep getting small itera- mm-hmm. iterations of each mm-hmm. platform. Yeah, it's so cheap. Now they have chickens that you open up the eggs and little PlayStation 2s inside. Yo, do you remember the Game Boy Micro? That thing, thing could have fit in a chicken egg. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But. Microsoft knew they had to plan very carefully, but they felt they now had the time, technology, and know-how to compete with Sony. They can never fully compete with Sony because, like I said, they don't make their own hardware. Sure. But they could design the chip, they could patent the chip, and they could get it to shrink in price over time. Probably, in my opinion, the most interesting part of this whole story, Sony fucked up royally, and this cost them the whole generation, I think. Um, So... Microsoft. You gotta talk shit on the cell. They accidentally filled their t- new <laughs> PS3 with cement. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna talk shit on the cell. That's why it was so heavy. Um, Microsoft, so Microsoft had these former web TV guys designing the chip, but they were designing it in conjunction with some partners, being ATI for graphics and IBM for processor. IBM, those traitors bastards. Weren't they doing the cell too? Isn't that what were, that was? Were they? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Chris, yeah, Chris hit the nail on the head. Um, Sold them out. <laughs> so uh, these were both new since Intel wasn't willing to work with anybody anymore because they're a bunch of bastards. <laughs> and NVIDIA dropped out because they didn't want to be a part of something that was a loss, so they decided to get their money, so they were jacking up the price of working on the I mean, 360. Their future set, so... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. This is interesting, since IBM was also a partner on Sony's new cell processor. Double agents. Um, but here's the thing. Here's Sony's huge fuck-up. IBM designed one microprocessor core inside of the cell, uh, and this was a, a variation of their Power PC line, which Max used a lot, but... Sony did not put it in the contract that Sony owned the rights to the whole cell processor. Whoops. So, so IBM owned the rights to this microprocessor core, and they retained the right to use it for their own purposes. One of those purposes being licensing it to Microsoft. <laughs> so, so the whole reason they even used IBM it was to yeah. make this thing, and they ended so, up... You know, yeah. So Microsoft lucked out. Since yeah, they were two a. years behind Sony in designing this chip, but they were luckily able to piggyback on all that two years of work. <laughs> when does so, the threat start? <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, Sony tried to patent the technology of the cell processor. But Too late. <laughs> IBM threatened to sue them, saying, you can't patent stuff that was made by IBM engineers. Yeah, that you don't make. <laughs> yeah. So those specific <laughs> IBM engineers were then added to the patent for Sony's cell processor. Oh, that worked but out. Because that they had the names on the patent, then they were able to license this out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And when things were all said and done, one IBM engineer in particular, who I don't have his name, but he had his name on the patent for both the processor for the PlayStation 3 <laughs> and a, the Xbox 360. What a boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He knew as well. <laughs> um, and here's another Sony fuck up. We're, just, we're doing the Sony fuck up hour right now. <laughs> yeah, later. Um, Sony. We all know that they're, they're, they'll be fine in the end. So IBM heavily, heavily recommended that this cell processor contains six cores. 
because an eight core processor at the time was a little unheard of. Now mm. we have 12 core, yeah, yeah. 16 core processors, <clears throat> yeah. but at the time that was a little unheard of. But they said, yeah, you should make that thing six cores. And Sony's decided, no, we're going to go with eight cores because the CEO. Fuck you, that's why. No, the CEO of Sony was quoted as saying, eight is a beautiful number. <laughs> that's the whole reason. Okay. Um, the fuck? Yeah, six, the de- six is the devil's number. <laughs> All, um, and because- oh, you mean the good guy in Christianity? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hail Satan. Um, because of this, the chip was more power efficient. Um, that's why the PS3s <clears throat> didn't overheat as much as some other competitors that we'll get to. Mm. But it also cost a buttload of money to make yeah. and was impossible to program for yep. at the time. Oh, I mean, reading excerpts from developers like years later was a riot. Yeah. Except for Naughty Dog, I guess, because they're wizards or whatever, but everybody else had a mm-hmm. huge, had a tough time. Yeah. Microsoft chip, on the other hand, was a four-core processor, and it contained three of these microprocessor cores that they were licensing from IBM. Yeah, that's less than eight. And then a graphics <laughs> core. And that meant that they could make this thing a hell of a lot cheaper and a hell of a lot less complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, at the time, developers were not really into multi-core programming because multi-core processors were kind of a new thing. So they had to adapt to that on both fronts, but they could still use this thing the way that they used the old processors as opposed to having to learn a whole new architecture for the PlayStation 3. And the Xbox team, like I said, their number one goal was break even on this thing. Do not make the Xbox cost more to make than it is to sell. Yeah. So they decided, rather than being like, here's theoretical power that we can show you this demo of a giant enemy crab walking. (laughs) uh, We're just going to focus on making all of the power usable. And then we don't have to really show demos. We'll just let the developers make the demos for us. I mean, technically, the PS3 was more powerful, but still. Like, That's what I said. Yeah. The PS3 was more powerful, but it was also impossible to program yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. So, Most PS3 games ran worse anyway. Yeah, Microsoft yeah. made it so that the developers could get the most out of that power rather than having to learn how totally. to. Like, games like, I don't know if you could get a game like Uncharted to run on an Xbox. But right, Naughty yeah. Dog had to put a lot of work into learning how to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, they yeah. weren't making the game for both platforms, so they anyway, didn't have to worry about making it run on an it's Xbox. It's funny, though. It, like, if you look at launch games on the 360 compared to the very end of that console's run, they were, like, night and day. Mm-hmm. So, like, people figured it out even uh-huh. more. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard sure. to believe they were on the same platform. PlayStation 3 <laughs> is also easier to kill a child with. That's another plus for the PlayStation. As was the the original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have that in common. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Sony had a lot of issues making their own graphics chip because making a graphics chip work with the cell processor was really Ooh. hard. So they ended up having to hire NVIDIA to do all the work for them, which ended up being more expensive, just like it was in the original <laughs> Xbox. 599 US dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also a little side note here, this isn't really related to games, but Apple, biggest company in the world right now, so Apple was This was fascinating to yeah. me. Yeah. Apple you was using before, Apple right? was using IBM processors because of how much they didn't like Intel for working with Microsoft. And Apple wasn't as big a company in the early 2000s yeah. like as they are now. And the reason that they gained a lot of prominence was because they switched from using IBM processors in their Macs and MacBooks 
to Intel processors. And the reason they did that was because they were so pissed at IBM for helping <laughs> for, Microsoft for help make the 360. Geez. I love how much pettiness they I know, exactly. Like, they weren't even involved so in the console. All, all the story, these stories of these consoles is just petty, like billionaires yeah. being real petty. <laughs> and it's like Apple's the biggest company in the world right now. Spiteful because, millionaires. Because they, uh, they're spiteful. So Microsoft, this was still the early days. They were designing the chip, but nothing was set in stone. Because most of their team was working on Xbox Live. So we're going to go back to that for a little bit. Microsoft at CES, which is in January of 2002, <laughs> then announced that their service would be called Xbox Live. It's a good-ass name. It is. It is. It's, it's a very good name. It's fucking classic, yeah. for sure. Um, is this where the phrase, ga- is this where Gamertag was born as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That might have been at E3. Yeah? I don't know. Okay. That's but a good name, too, I think. It is, it oh, is. Otherwise, we'd still be calling them Handles. Handles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Movie hackers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they hired a lot of programmers. They got this thing working. They tested it out, like Randy said, on a lot of Mad or not Madden. I'll get to that in a there, bit. There, but well, NFL, NFL, NFL Fever. Fever, that's it, yeah. That's it. That, which we know that series panned out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, along well, with NCAA. And- so the interesting thing about NFL Fever, the reason that happened was because Microsoft launched Xbox Live with a lot of success about a year after the original Xbox came out. We're looking at around fall 2002. That's pretty good, though. And, well, and at this point, Microsoft had sold about 4 million Xboxes. So they had a potential audience, okay. if people had broadband, of about 4 million users, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but sure. one company was not a fan. EA. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me the company that founded the online pass didn't want to... EA, Didn't want to make people pay for online play. EA did not like two <laughs> things about Xbox Live. This is going to sound noble, but I'll get to how shitty they are Yeah, okay. That's um, what I want to... <laughs> EA originally said, oh, we don't like the idea of having our customers have to pay someone else to play our games. They can play them for free on PS2, which is like, I guess, good on you, EA. Sure, you want yeah. your games to be free. Weird, real... because now they're buddy-buddy with Xbox now. Yeah. Because PS2 said, fuck uh, yeah. EA Access or yeah. whatever. <laughs> or PS4, the, sorry. The real reason... <clears throat> they didn't want this was because they didn't like people having to launch a service that could advertise other companies' games to go into their games. Uh, That's the real reason. If anybody was going to charge to play their games online, it was EA, damn it. That's what you're saying, is that that, that their stance on that is continuing into today because like there's still EA games that don't come out on Steam and stuff. Yeah. yeah like it's right, but this was a big argument. Microsoft tried to win EA over. They're a big publisher. And they would eventually do it, which I'll get to, but if you wanted to play any of your sports games, your NHLs, your Maddens online, you had to get a PS2. Didn't right up until the end. Okay, cuz I think Burnout 3 went online on Xbox, yes. but that was late. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, so they eventually came around. They eventually came yeah. around, but they were sticking in their guns, and so yeah, much so that, noble of them. So much so that it, <laughs> it took them a while to even get them to throw support behind the Xbox 360. Oh yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of like Madden game came out because it it couldn't yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. But like it took a couple years for the other sports to come out. It like did. Like yeah. the FIFA games. And uh, NHL and Which NBA is, didn't launch with EA the 360. EA did the same thing with the huh. Dreamcast as well. Like they didn't, they weren't really behind them as no. much. They they were they were yep. all about Sony. Yep. In that era. But the reviews came in. There were a couple glitches with Xbox Live, but Microsoft's points were proven. They started out with a lot smoother online play. The service required one login, and then you could play any of your games as opposed to having to log into each mm-hmm. individual game. Like now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
the term gamer tag was born. Yeah. And you had a single online handle that would be used for all games How? across a single service. You when, had a. S- when did you guys make your first gamer tag? Was it was it for Halo Two, Austin, or Halo Two? Yeah, okay, that makes sense. yeah, probably around then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I right. can't think of a game I, I played curious. online before that. Yeah, uh, at least not like that way. Yeah, know? yeah. Also, a single friends list across. Fucking beautiful. Which yeah. is it's like, well, yeah. Does that any of these things sound familiar yeah, to you guys? Yeah, exactly. Xbox was also very popular with their audience for updating Xbox. They added new features as they went. Uh, features such as a lot of these are 360 days, but cross game parties, so you could play different games and still talk to your friends. Fucking yeah. Which, yeah. you know, yeah. that was way before Discord. A, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, uh, I was like, yeah, it was Discord before Discord. That mm-hmm. was like my favorite well, yeah, thing from absolutely. that generation. It was fucking uh, brilliant. Player cards where you had bios and favorite yeah. games, and most importantly, mm-hmm. achievements. Something that everybody would eventually go yes, on and copy. Everybody yeah. has achievements now, but yeah. that was. And, Steam uh, doesn't even have their own wow, name for them. Yeah, They're just called Steam Achievements, yep. right? Like Sony yeah. at least did try to but, win trophies. But. but Xbox Live revolutionized the online games industry. For fucking sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. So many of those things are like just Essential. absolutely taken yeah. for granted like with you know, no idea <laughs> well, where think it about came ev- from. Literally every like single that. online game now has parties as yeah. opposed to when it was just like a right. list of servers. It's like, PC it's like all of these things. It's like you, you joke about having a single login. Now you have to log into every game again because every game has its own launcher. Launcher now, yeah. But the reason every game has its own launcher More is because of the success of Xbox. Yeah, everybody yeah. wanted Xbox a piece. Live. Everybody wants a piece <laughs> yeah. of that, yeah. So, yeah, Xbox launched Xbox Live late 2002, and they did great work. A lot of people were very happy. But with that out of the way, it was time to put full force. All their programmers were now working on... Xenu. Xenon. Xerox. That's trademarked. (laughs) Yeah. So, they did a lot of studying of this cell processor and all the components the PS3 would be made. And somebody in the company decided... They estimated that PS3 would probably be ready to launch in about 2005. And they missed that. <laughs> Microsoft coined the term <clears throat> being dreamcasted. <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft didn't want to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Microsoft didn't want to be dreamcasted, which is <laughs> to have Sony announce a more powerful system after you do and dry up demand for your new console. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Man, that's real on the nose. Yeah, in case you didn't... <laughs> 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 okay, here's where we'll get to uh, a theft that I mentioned earlier. A big, a big opportunity presented itself on the software front. Here's the thing. They had a couple companies, but the one company that they had a partnership that was real big for them was Bungie. And the thing yeah. was, Bungie's not, not about making games quickly. As we know. <laughs> so the, the higher-ups wanted them to hound Bungie to get Halo 3 done in time for the launch, but Halo 2 came out in 2004, yeah. yeah. So they're not going to make a Halo game in a year. Yeah. Um, and I'm, we're glad they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Because Halo 3 is phenomenal. But oh, yeah. like, but they needed a company to get behind them for this launch. They needed a company that could bolster their lineup. They went after my buddies. Yes. And they, they found a, a small company in England by mm-hmm. the name of Rare, <laughs> who had been working with Nintendo for years. Forever. But yeah, Nintendo, so here's the thing I think a lot of people not don't forever, know. Not a long time. Nintendo was actually, Rare was not happy working with Nintendo anymore. I mentioned earlier that game budgets in the N64 days were probably about $2 million, and they were growing to about $20 million. Rare kept pitching Nintendo on new games, and their budget projections were around $20 million. And Nintendo kept coming back and saying, no, you used to make games for $2 million. Make them for $2 million. And Rare was like, 
we can't, we can't anymore. Yeah, the scale's yeah getting right. Bigger. And because of this rare, they, they, and they didn't. They no, just, just give like... them big heads. Oh, never mind. Or just uh, make it look like uh, way worse. I don't think we're not just like motherfuckers. We made Goldeneye. Give us the money. We yeah. can give you. We can deliver Which another is, hit. Like, Everybody, everybody uh, shits on Microsoft for taking Rare away from Nintendo. Nintendo did it to themselves. This is the Absolutely. point I want to make sure. here. Yeah. And, Nintendo and, just wanted to keep making trash, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and Rare, Rare no, managed to get the budget to make one game on GameCube, and it's phenomenal. Star Fox, Star Fox Adventure. Adventure. <laughs> yeah. the last like, thing Like Nintendo could have just gave them the fucking money, and like there'd be so many good Rare games, but like. Yeah. Well, move over Star Fox Adventures because here comes Grab by the Ghoulies. Yeah. But yeah. It took but, them a little while to get their foot yeah. in Microsoft, I also, feel. Also, Microsoft wasn't the only bidder. Uh, Activision was also looking into purchasing Rare, which really? would have allowed them to keep making Nintendo games, but Activision would pay I the budget. I didn't budgets. know this until, yeah. yeah, I saw this in here. And um, but Microsoft being Microsoft, making $2 billion a quarter, yeah. outbid Activision and bought Rare. On September twenty fourth, two thousand and two, for three hundred and seventy five million dollars. Deal. <laughs> well, yeah. not really. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was at Rare's like height too. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, they came back with some shit. Yeah, I mean, they made sure. they made Viva Pinata. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. I was like Chelsea would kill me if I didn't mention Viva Pinata. Yeah. So that game is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is where a lot of decisions were starting to be made. This is where we get to the whole... I had a section like this last time where they're like, we're going to include the broadband port no matter what. We're going to include the hard drive no matter what. This is my section for all those decisions here. By the way, one one last thing about Rare. that When they got bought by Microsoft, did they... They were like they were officially under them, but they they were still making portable stuff with Nintendo. Yes, like, I don't know of, how that contract. One of worked, their one of their stipulations is. in the contract for the purchase was that they were allowed to keep making portable games for other people as long as Microsoft, Microsoft did a, not have a portable okay. platform. They yeah, never tried and that, at that time, yeah. nobody else had a problem. So they were still allowed to make exactly. yeah. They were still allowed to make know? DS games, even though they were owned by Microsoft. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's a smart move on Nintendo. That is smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, smart move on on Rare's part too. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because like, hey, we know like... you're the only ones that got it. <laughs> yeah. So here's the decision time. Uh, it was decided that the system would support play on these newfangled HD TVs. Everybody seemed to be getting so that excited about. That Dead Rising about. font was real hard to read <laughs> if you didn't yeah. have the HD TV. And here's here's probably their only mess up in designing. Well. Their second biggest mess up in designing the Xbox 360. The, the HD DVD. No, not that one. Okay. Due to the cost of the hard drive in the Xbox, which a lot of people oh, in Microsoft oh, decided to pin the whole, it costs too much to make thing on the hard drive because hard drives did not really lower in price. The 360 had memory cards when that first 360 came out. 360 well. was originally not going to have a hard drive at all, but developers talked them off the ledge and said, we need the hard drive, especially if you're going to make Xbox Live more prevalent. Yeah. And, and add a bunch of, we're going to add DLC to our games. People need hard drives. Absolutely. You know, that thing was cool, man. You could pop it out. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. And you could swap it out. You could have multiple. I know yeah. I had a couple of them. I used to bring it like to a friend's house or whatever. Yeah. I'd just be like, let me just pop it We literally in had a Halo 3 hard drive. It was just, oh, just for our all, Halo like, 3. Forge maps just for shit. tons of Forge maps That's and great. everything we had. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah, their compromise was okay, we're going to have two SKUs. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, but that decision was actually made a little later. But yes, they were like, we're going to have two SKUs. One of them's going to have 
no hard drive, and you have to buy memory cards. I bought that one. It's called the yeah, Core. The Core. Uh, yeah. They later I, renamed it Arcade, right? I got the one yeah. with the hard drive. Yeah, yeah. Smart. You thought ahead. Yeah. Well. They had different, um, the hard, like, I remember the hard drives were like plastic or whatever, but, but they're the metal. Yeah, that's the interesting the thing is that well at the different. time it was like developers were a little mad at them because they were like, even if you put a hard drive in there, we have to develop for people that don't have them. So we have to sell hard drives. Yeah. yeah. But like later on, it was so awesome to just have like a little thing that popped out and you could go buy a new hard totally. drive and pop it in. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I, I had the 20 gig and then I got the 60 gig and then I got the 120 uh, the one tw- gig and then say, I got the 250 yeah. gig. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I was going to say, what was the size of the first hard drive that was 20, 20 gig? 20, okay. yeah. And the, yeah, that was, and Sony's was 20 and 60. It was four five hundred right, yeah. for the twenty and didn't did the did the smaller one was that bad, the smaller one backwards compatible or the larger one was or something the larger one was yeah I remember that. that yeah yeah they decided Space. to include <laughs> a hard drive in at an extra cost to the consumer not an extra cost to them which okay sure not a not a great move <laughs> you know but but it know. worked out yeah it's um, fine. And then we come to the decision of the DVD drive. Now it, oh, it was announced. Was yeah, it was announced that Sony would be using their brand new Blu-ray technology. At the time, a single layer could hold twenty-five gigabytes. And what are they, they knew, up to now? It's fifty. Okay, that's pretty good. That's why you have to install Red Dead. Yeah, I was Red, unless you're <laughs> that's Red, why Red Dead, Dead's on two discs. Only game that can't um, fit on that shit. But yeah, they knew that the that games were going to be getting bigger in size, and Sony did this move so that they could fit 25 gigabyte games on one disc. There were a few 360 games that were th- like multiple discs. Right. Yeah. So Microsoft had partnered with Toshiba, who was also partnered on the Elena cell Walmart. processor. Mm-hmm. But yes. they they had a new technology coming out called HD DVDs, and this will come up later. But Microsoft decided not to use HD DVD. To, technology that was probably a good idea because they looked at it and said this won't be ready in time for 2005 oh that was the reason yes okay. so they decided to use a dvd drive and said if you're if a developer wants to make a game that's 25 gigs they'll just have to pop it on three discs like they did for like mass effect <laughs> yeah. yeah and therefore the hd dvd expansion was in production uh, or whatever that was and also mm-hmm. another important decision a lot of people hated how big the original Xbox was and complained about it. It took up a lot of space. We got our jokes so Microsoft, out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Microsoft said, all right, we're going to make this next thing smaller. And part of making that next thing smaller was it can't have a power supply in the box itself. Yeah. So the decision was made to take the power supply out of the box and put it into a brick. Yep. That they did that with the original a, Xbox One Yeah, as well, a yeah. big, ugly brick. At least they all grew that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I that, stare at my Xbox Power Brick in the right studio now, right that, now, that, that kind of, the, the only thing that, that sucked about the brick is that it, like you couldn't use any power cable ever. So if that thing failed or you lost it or anything, mm-hmm. you have to buy mm-hmm. that thing. It was well, a small Xbox. If your power though. goes out real quick, your Xbox will stay running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, all these decisions were made by the end of 2002, but they still. They were making decisions, but they still needed a strategy. They still needed a plan. That's early on that they decided on all that stuff. Uh-huh. They were, they were, they were not fucking around. They were not yeah. fucking around this time. They needed that shit. It's just crazy shit. that their console is out and they're still innovating. Like, they're just yeah. like, yeah, like, that's, that's kind of, that's just interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. So on February 2003, the executive team went on a retreat. Uh, interesting side note that I don't have written down here. The treat was in the same town that t- the opening to Twin Peaks was filmed in. <laughs> Okay. Is that Pacific Northwest? Yeah. Somewhere? Mm-hmm. Okay. Up near Seattle. Where, yeah. Or sorry, Redmond, Washington is where Microsoft is. But huh. 
they they came up with something called the three thirty three hundred plan. Yeah, that rolls off, which the is time. like marketing bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking <Absolutely>. synergy. <laughs> um, but the strategy would basically be that the higher ups would come up with a three page memo of all the points that they wanted to hit with Xbox. That would then be followed up by a 30-page execution plan on how to meet all these goals. And then finally, a 300-page document written by the low guys would fill in all of the details that were left out of the 30-page execution plan. What's the strategy? Okay. Make the poor people do it. Sum up these 300 pages. (laughs) No, no. So the three-page memo hit the following points. The new Xbox had to launch in 2005. Okay. Got that. They could not let Sony beat them to market. Okay. The chips in the box would need to be owned by Microsoft. So no other company could be charging them out the ass to make changes. All right, they did that too. Mm-hmm. So okay, the hardware needed to two break even on launch. Sure, cost wise, they couldn't be selling this thing at a loss. In the Xbox days, they owned twenty percent share of the market. They wanted to up that share to at least forty percent. I feel like they probably kind they got that as well. Yeah. So th- no, they didn't because no? of the Wii. Oh fuck you! Because we. the Wii took a lot of market share okay, from them. Okay, sure, sure. People needed to Nobody play their Wii for sports. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Xbox brand needed to be profitable by 2007 before they would start working on a successor. Okay. I so feel like, yeah. If this Xbox was a failure, then they were out. But wow. this Xbox brand this is the needed to be profitable right by 2007 okay. for them to start work on what would later be called the Xbox One. Yeah, stupidly. And if uh, yeah, and if I wonder if any games came out around that 2007 area to help them make even more. No, money. 2007 was kind of a dead year. <laughs> <laughs> if only they had like an Assassin's Creed or a Mass Effect or a Halo Three to bolster. <laughs> oh wait, those all came out yeah. in 2007. Bioshock, um, Modern Warfare. Yep, Rock Band. Rock Band. Uh, to help all of these goals, also the the third pillar of the Xbox brand, Xbox Live needed to be built into the system. Also check. Yeah, I feel like it, they nailed their they nailed fucking... That, yeah, yeah, like... But, like, they needed... Xbox Live needed to be unavoidable. Right. Which is kind of annoying for some people who didn't want to subscribe. But, like, when Maybe you start an can. Xbox 360 up, they're like, you have a silver membership. A silver membership, and yeah. you have no You fucking, can still buy DLC yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You got, you got like, barely any permissions, but you're an Xbox Live member. Everybody is, so just pay for it, right, asshole. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it needed to it get... It needed uh. to get in people's way till they subscribed. I mean, it was smart which because you, you had to which make a work, profile yeah. that was... Like on on had online into consideration even if you weren't paying for it exactly mm-hmm. so, yes yeah. which they they hit, they hit that probably better than any of the rest of their shit although yeah. they did hit two thousand five but you know we'll get there almost almost <laughs> this is when they started to meet with developers to find some partners to help bolster this lineup but a lot of developers were really upset about the hard drive thing this is actually where the two this is where system, they split that thing yeah that? was okay. devised because originally they were like. We're not going to have a hard drive this time. We're going to use memory cards. The developer's like, you can't <sighs> fucking do that. I, ha- I still have some of these yeah. memory cards somewhere. And so the compromise was made that they would have a removable hard drive. 128 megabytes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, I actually mentioned this in our Epic episode, but one such developer was Tim Sweeney of Epic Games fame, and he was very upset about the hard drive Oh, thing. this is the RAM thing, right? Yes. Yeah. And he... He lost that battle. He was the one that was quoted as saying, like, when they were like, well, we're going to include it. People have to pay for it. He's like, no, no because then yeah. we still have to develop to people who don't have a hard right. drive. Yeah. He was the one that was like came out Go publicly and said that. Yeah. But he was also upset about another thing, which was that 
the Xbox at the time had 256 megabytes. Yeah. And he showed Microsoft a demo of Gears of War. And that changed their minds. Running at 256 megabytes and 512 megabytes. And Microsoft made a then billion dollar commitment to include an extra 256 megabytes in the box. I love that it took that one game yeah. to be like, all right. Yeah, like, but yeah. Did, I mean, imagine seeing that. I'm sure the footage it was out there has to be a day, Yeah, dude. I bet. Yeah. The story I didn't include in my script, but I'm going to mention a little bit, uh, kind of to hop on the whole fuck Cliffy B train. Sure. Uh, there's a whole anecdote. Get on it. There's a whole anecdote in that Venture Beat article about like Cliffy B was like pestering Microsoft. He's like, mm. yo, you guys need another Halo. I got some shit to show you. Uh, I'm like, aw. he's an asshole. But what Gears was, of War is a dope game. What, so. was the, um, <laughs> what was the other one called? If the, the, the one without the hard drive was called The Core. What was the... I don't remember. I don't yeah. know if it had a different name. I feel like it did. It had a different box. I feel like they would have put like complete edition or like badass version or something. It had a name. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> uh, the Xbox 360. Premium. Premium. The Xbox yes, 360 Premium. It. Premium. They got that come the with core, the premium, then the elite, elite. then the arcade. Yes, yes. elite arcade. Arcade was the, the core later on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it went from... Core and premium to Elite and Arcade. Elite was yeah. the black one that had the bigger yep. hard drive and stuff in there. Yep. Oh, yeah. well, fuck uh, <laughs> So, Microsoft had done a pretty good job of courting gamers. The problem that, that they thought they found was that... Who's next? They needed to widen their audience more. At the mm-hmm. time, they there weren't enough gamers to sell as many Xbox 360s as they wanted to, or sorry, Xenons as they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they had another little meeting and they came up with a, a list of things that could be included in the Xbox in order to gain a wider audience. Specifically, this would be the most brilliant meeting ever, yeah, really. Like, specifically, though... For sure, let's Jay, create more gamers. <laughs> Jay Allard uh, of Xbox fame got everybody in a room and said, I want to be on the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> Write me a list of things that will get Xbox, the new Xbox, on the cover of Time Magazine. Man. Um, so that's where multimedia... This is where a lot of the yeah. multimedia stuff came Ahoy, in. Netflix. Yeah. Which kind of super insane at the time because I believe that this was like... That was the first time that that service and services like that were f- even featured digitally at all. Like I think yeah. Netflix up until that point was exclusively done through the mail stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. The thing that is about. fucking wild. Like now you go because now you go into your Xbox or your PlayStation or whatever, and it's just you, you know you've got Twitch and YouTube and Hulu and HBO Go and Amazon Prime and. Um, but all more because impo- of this. more importantly, the multimedia stuff was kind of a no-brainer. You know, music players, DVD players, yeah, yeah. streaming services. But the one Blades. interesting thing came out of this was one guy pitched being able to play original Xbox games on this thing. And uh, everybody at the company said, that's a stupid idea. We're not looking backward, we're looking forward. And he says, no, but there are uh, X many people still, still playing, playing Halo Xbox 2. Still playing games, yeah. Um, like, what if we got them and be like, yo, you can buy this new Xbox and still play Halo 2. Yeah. George Bush is about to be president for four more years. These people are going to want nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they later downplayed a lot of that stuff, but then they, did. they brought it back again with the but one like last year. They, they had to go to IBM at the last minute to make modifications to make backwards compatibility possible. But did IBM both versions did play? Like, was every game yes. compatible? Both mm-hmm. versions did it? Okay. Unlike the play. Because this was emulation. Oh, okay. That's Xbox different. Xbox 360s than... was emulation. PS3 is the reason that the 60 gig one played. 
PS2 games and the 20 gig one didn't was because there was a mini PS2 inside, inside the chip. Inside of it. Okay. Like yeah, a chip inside the board. Yeah. This is more in line with what the Wii did for GameCube yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we, we did the same thing as PlayStation. Oh, really? There was a mini GameCube chip inside. Huh. Microsoft was oh, the only one that... I made the joke earlier about it being kind of the same Yeah, Microsoft was so. the only one that did emulation. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Gotta play that Stubbs the Zombie uh, somehow. This idea was also where the name came from. So we're no longer Project Xenon or Morpheus or no, no not Morpheus Trinity or <laughs> you know uh, oh like turn like they're turning around <laughs> like doing a three sixty. <laughs> um, Xbox Two was the original name that they were going to go with, but that was thrown out because they didn't want to seem inferior to the PlayStation Three. <laughs> sure, and then naming conventions were fucked forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, need, they needed to have a bigger number than three. <laughs> somebody was told to come up with a number that was bigger than three that made sense, and somebody in the marketing team decided yeah, to market add three hundred and fifty-seven to that. What if it just came out and it was called the Xbox Four? Like, just like it didn't even make sense. But they're like, yeah. "Yo, that's one more." than three. <laughs> uh, somebody on the market team decided to market the whole idea of putting the gamer in the middle of a 360 degree circle of entertainment and thus the name and Xbox 360 Fuck. was born and stuck. Oh my I mean, God. that's not that far off from when they named the one because like it's the all in one. You only need one yeah. device for I your there, living room. I thought I read something that it was Xbox like one. how everybody called it the 360. Nobody ever called it the Xbox 360. So no. they were thinking like if we call it the Xbox one, people might call it the, the one. one. Uh, Instead, everybody calls it the X-Bone. X-Bone. <laughs> yeah. They've leaned into that now. There's yeah. nothing they can do to get away from it. Um, <laughs> and like I mentioned earlier, Microsoft also received a whole lot of complaints about the design of the original Xbox. Do you mean like visually? or Visually, it was too big. Sure. I thought it was cool looking visually. It's got the It's got the green. too big, but... Yeah, it it yeah. is big. But... They, uh, they decided to go outside of Microsoft for this because Microsoft was really good at industrial design, but they weren't really good at the sleek, actual sure. industrial design. So they went... They weren't hip with the kids. <laughs> around the world to different design teams uh, and had them pitch different-looking Xbox. And the winning pitch was a team in San Francisco known as Astro Studios, who I'd never heard of before, but... They were the ones that actually designed the... Designed huh. the 360. Okay. They designed centered around making the Xbox... <laughs> this is... A great anecdote i don't have written here but it was designed around making the xbox sleek and welcoming to make it fit in entertainment centers and it was centered their design was centered mainly around two things which one of them i don't have written down but the ring of light to fit with the whole 360 thing right so the the whole organizing the things and the other thing was it, the reason it was curved inward like an hourglass yeah, was because the old Xbox looked bloated. This one had to look like it was breathing in fresh air. Oh, oh my swear god. god, that was their fucking what pitch. a mouthful. Yeah, that that last 360 that they put out though after the Xbox One was out was really badass looking. Yeah, that was cool. this one, the angled one, right? The no. No. One? No. no, no, no. They put out one that looked like an Xbox One. But oh, it was but it was the like Xbox small. Yeah. And, and, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I do know yeah. you're talking about. Um, but. Yeah, their, their, their idea centered mainly around this ring of light to fit with the whole 360 theme. Uh, the, a quote from that VentureBeat article says, One of the signature ideas was the ring of light, which was the on-off button for the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. It had four growing green sections, each of them divided into quadrants around the ring that told Gamer which controllers were connected and operational. Later on, however, these rings would be 
Come to me <laughs> in something else. Well, by the way, mini rant here, by the way, but I wish the fucking Xbox One and the new controller still had that because you can never tell which what controller, controller which is tied to what goddamn profile and it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, it, with the original 360, you knew what yeah, controller yeah, was two, linked to what thing. Four, yeah. Even if you had the console horizontally or vertically, it would adjust oh, the rings would. accordingly. Yeah, 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 and now yeah. it's like Xbox One has, you can connect eight controllers to the damn thing and I was like, I don't know which one is tied to what or if the battery's dying. Remember when the battery was dying and the old one yeah, it would flicker like, swing, around? Yeah, swing yeah, around. Yeah, it was... Uh, in order to not, in order to <laughs> not sell this up. thing at a loss, though, uh, Microsoft revealed that they were ready to go to three ninety nine, which was a push. Still beating Sony by two hundred dollars. They didn't know that at the time, though. Oh, Micro- okay. Sony didn't announce the price of the PlayStation three until after the three sixty was out. They must have been thrilled at that E three yeah. when they came yeah. out. Yeah, when they found it. Yeah, but they're, they're like, <laughs> they're like, and I, I think wasn't three ninety nine the premium one, and the core was like three fifty or something like that. Oh, maybe, yeah, for 360, you might be right. Um, But they were willing to go up to 399. They were willing to cost more than the original Xbox. So all of these decisions and all of these uh, designs were then given the green light by both CEO Steve Ballmer and the board of Microsoft, headed by Bill Gates. Who? Um, Bill Gates. (laughs) I'm not familiar. Second richest man on earth. (laughs) Uh, He was the guy that Kurt Schilling wanted to be as rich as. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but the launch lineup was the part Microsoft was most worried about at this point. They felt like they had done all this designing it to be cheap to produce, all designing sure, a good sure. chip, all this stuff. They thought they had nailed that, but they needed to get a right, launch games. lineup. They need games. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and they were, they were... Not exactly the best launch titles, considering... I know, I but... It. Not bad. I mean, Condemned was rad. Call of Duty ha- 2 was good at the time. But, but like... The higher-ups were like, we got Halo, where can we go wrong? And then the oh, people then were actually or... working were like, Halo 3 is not, not going to be ready out. in time. Girl, so, try two, two more, more years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so, then they, the, so then they got the people at Epic on board to make Gears of War. But then guess what? That Gears of War wasn't going to be ready on time. Hey, that, the, that King Kong demo blew my mind when I saw it running on a TV at GameStop. <laughs> yeah. um, but despite, despite this, the, the move to buy Rare... As, as as bad as you feel about some of the games that they launched with, Perfect Dark Zero, probably crushing oh, Randy's heart. Yeah, that, um, they had included multiple games in the lineup from Rare. Rare had game. two games. They had Cameo and Perfect Dark Zero. Cameo's okay. As well as a number of third-party titles condemned, like you mentioned, from Sega. Yeah. But more importantly, uh, Call of Duty 2. Yeah. Despite the war that was going on between them to buy Rare, Activision managed to jump on board and get their previously PC-only series sequel onto the consoles. And there was like a watered-down version of Call of Duty 2, Big Red One, that was the one on PS2 GameCube and the original Xbox, but they got the real Call of Duty 2. But this was a boon for both of them, because Call of Duty blew up and people were buying Xboxes to play Call of Duty, which is why Call of Duty is as big a thing as it is right now. exactly. There's no way Activision could have missed out on that. Yeah. They knew. knew. Um, I played that demo again. GameStop too. I have a weird Call of Duty memory. Um, we used to go to Best Buy when Best Buy used to have computer displays. Yeah, oh, they had like circ- a circle yeah, of computers. I remember that. Like we used to get like eight of our friends and go there, take it over, and play Battlefront and Call of Duty like for hours <laughs> mm-hmm. until they it's kicked us good. out. <laughs> you gonna buy anything? No. no, no, we're not. We're just playing Call of Duty. Hey, Activision. They had ports of Tony Hawk and Gun as well. They were, they were ready for launch. <laughs> so this launch lineup thing they were worried about, but Microsoft would come to learn in time that they didn't really have as much to worry about as they thought. No, in 06, they were they were ready. 
That, that's where you had Oblivion and Saints Row, Dead Rising, Rainbow yeah. Six Vegas. Oh, yeah. No, they had uh, plenty of games coming out for this thing, but I will tell you why. Okay. IBM me. announced that the, the chips for both the 360 and PS3 were done around September 2004, which was a year and some change before the Xbox 360 would come out. And two years and some change before the PlayStation 3 would come out. But here's the kicker. Microsoft's chip was based on existing technology. Like I said, it was similar to some uh, processors that were found in Macs. And Sony's was not. <laughs> Sony's was brand new technology, state of the art. And here's the thing. Game developers already have enough to worry about with having, having to learn an entirely new technology. So... People had a head start with Xbox. By the time th these chips were ready, people were already making games for Xbox because they were yeah. just making games for power PC chips, and then they would adjust accordingly. Whereas they had to wait to start games for the PS3 until this chip was out because oh. nobody knew what the cell fucking was. Yeah, um, the they just knew that it was yeah. power. It was yeah. It was they power. knew it was going to be powerful and annoying. That's yeah. all they knew. Um, but. Um, this issue, combined with the delays caused by using a Blu-ray drive, as I said earlier, right. uh, they knew that the HD DVD wouldn't be ready, but Sony was making Blu-ray, so they're like, it'll be ready. It wasn't ready. So, <laughs> and Blu-rays were never heard from again. This pushed, this pushed the PS3's potential launch date out of 2005, oh, which, meant, which meant that at the time, Microsoft's only competitor would be... Nintendo, if they were ready. And they didn't hit 05 And uh, Microsoft was pretty confident that they could beat Nintendo because they already did it. Little did they know yeah. they wouldn't. <laughs> they but... didn't unveil the fucking controller that year. They just showed the... <laughs> this was 2004. Oh, it was 2004. This was okay. before the PS3... This was before anything was right. announced. Right, so they had nothing to worry yeah. about at this point. But well, they knew... they did, but they didn't know what it was. So yeah. they, just... they knew that the PS3 would not make 2005, so... Yeah. And Microsoft decided to that they were gonna they were going to blow this thing out. They were going to... They were going to launch at the, on the same day in multiple markets. It would come out at the same time in America and Europe and Japan, and that they were going to have. Wait, the three sixty have a worldwide launch? They did. Wow. Okay. And they they That's decided that they were going to have three million Xboxes ready to sell on launch day, mm. which was unheard of at the time, and meant that they. But their processor was done a year ahead of time, so they had plenty of right, time to yeah, manufacture. Yeah. But here's the thing: IBM had great news for Microsoft. <laughs> ATI, on the other hand. No, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Uh, uh, ATI had signed a contract early on in development that if they caused any delays, they would pay for it. Oh, Ooh. shit. Um, so <laughs> That's they, a bad So they had their ATI graphics chip ready in November of 2004, uh, right in time for IBMs to also be ready. But after six weeks of testing, it proved that the chip was indeed not ready <laughs> and would constantly crash dev kits. <laughs> And the, the interesting thing here is that, you know, when you're coding and, like, if you're making a game and it crashes, you recompile your code, which right. takes a couple hours, a day maybe, and then you're able to test it again. Hardware, not so much. <laughs> not the same. You have to reiterate. You have to reprint the chip. You have to re-put it in the dev kit. <sighs> so it took them, after multiple iterations, it took them until July 2005 to oh, iron out wow. all of the bugs in this ATI graphics chip. That I mean, still, close. still first to market, like, a couple months later. Yeah, well, like, like four months. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. They had to Microsoft, make those three million consoles that Microsoft, they promised. <laughs> Microsoft thought that they were going to have oh. a year to manufacture three million consoles, and they had started promising people that they were going to have three million consoles what ready. What deal with the devil did they have to sign? 
but they couldn't start actually manufacturing the ATI graphics chip until September. So they had two months to make three million consoles, which is impossible. <laughs> Those um, little kids got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they also, in debugging this thing, they missed one major flaw that it had. Mm. A major flaw that would go on to, mm. pun intended, be a red mark on the <laughs> Xbox 360's history. Oh, I see um, what you did there. Yeah. But Microsoft chose not to announce at E3 2004 because they knew Sony wasn't going to either. I showed that showed that Halo they, 2 though. And they didn't they didn't want to be dreamcasted, so instead they focused everything on Halo 2. Smart. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, they knew Sony was going to announce at E3 2005. They knew Nintendo, Nintendo was going to Nintendo did as well. Yeah. 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 I just and watched so, that conference. So they partnered with MTV to announce <laughs> their console live on national television. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so weird. Uh, Is yeah. that video out there? I, I got to find be. that. It yeah, has to be. That's great. But yeah, they announced it on MTV and everybody was super excited. Sure. And yeah. this was right around the height of uh this was right before I think it was in May of 2005, right okay. before E3. Yeah. And they you know, they they had they still had Halo Fever going on, so a lot of people were very excited sure. with yeah, Xbox yeah. as a brand. That's a big deal. Um, but here's the thing. Then Microsoft decided, okay, we're going to announce early, and then we're just going to show up to E3 in full force. They went to E3. All those games. They had dev kits ready yeah. that weren't crashing. They were showing off multiple games from Rare, who was a big company. Mm -hmm. They were showing off Call of Duty 2. Still angry about Bergdog Zero. <laughs> um, and they announced their launch date of November 22nd, 2005. Yeah. Because they knew that Sony would not... Make be able it. to beat them. No. Um, Nor and, Nintendo. But, yeah, it was here that they would learn that Nintendo would also not beat them to market. Um, Nintendo and Sony both announcing that they... Because they showed that console at E3 without when, a final name, without a without games, and without a controller. Like, yeah. They, yeah, like, it's crazy. They announced that they would uh, delay everything to 2006. And interestingly, Sony launched the PS3 in Japan in 2006 in, like, March. And then it Wait, didn't really? come out here until, yeah... Wow, I didn't know I that. I think so. That's crazy. They had that to delay it. They yeah. announced it for spring, and then they had to delay it to fall. But I'm not sure that... I think it was just America that got delayed, but I'm not sure. Hmm. But Yeah, Europe as well? Um, yeah, huh. which left Microsoft alone in the 2005 holiday season, which was everything all, they could have dreamed of. Everybody got the of. fuck out the yeah. way. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> Microsoft was now aiming to sell 10 million... Xbox 360s before PS3 or Project Revolution could launch. That's bold. It's bold. That's bold. Uh, this was a very hopeful number. Sure. But they had a lot of, they generated a lot of excitement with that MTV thing and then E3. There was buzz for sure. So yeah. they thought they could hit it. And, but the, but they needed to get some consoles out there. Yeah. This time, they went with a different approach to launching the console. I talked in the Xbox episode last time about how they launched in Times Square. Were there right any tigers at this one? Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, they had you know all this shit. Um, a big spaceship. <laughs> funny you mentioned that. Uh, so instead of launching in Times Square, they got an abandoned airplane hangar in the Mojave yeah. Desert. And how did, I want to know if I've you, read do, about do you this. remember this? I do. Yeah. They they held an event called Zero, Zero Hour, Hour yeah. and if you bought. The Xbox at zero hour, you would get like themes, right, achievements, yeah, and it would say Xbox zero oh hour on the console. Yeah. It had like a special faceplate. I heard, there were many people within games like like they talked about this down the road. It was great, uh, and and they even they tried to do something like it again with the one, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know if that was the yeah. This the, same the day scale. one edition. Right? I, I have that achievement. Yeah. So achievement so part of Microsoft's plan 
was to sell 3 million units by the end of 2005, which was why they went ahead 3 million made. And they were doing well. Call of Duty turned out to be a smash hit. Oh, yeah. And other than a few supply issues and a few reports of overheating, mm. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> the console was doing pretty well. Uh, they did not hit their goal of $3 million, but that was only but because... But they were sold out anyway. That's only because they couldn't yeah. make $3 million I, I wasn't yeah. able to get one until 2006. They were sold the fuck out, yeah. which was both good and bad. They didn't hit their goal, but... Still, yeah. I, I remember, though, like that thing, you couldn't get it for a while. That's... Here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. So Tell me about we get the... To, uh... We get to the end of 2006. Yeah. The Xbox 360 continued to sell as fast as they could make them. But the more consoles they got out on the market, the more reports they received about overheating. And each port was coming in with the same description. The famed green ring that was supposed to denote a circle of entertainment glowing that glorious Xbox green was now only three quarters of a circle and blinking in ominous red. And more importantly, the consoles would not turn on. Nope. Uh, And this, the community decided to give this an equally ominous name, the Red Ring of Death, Um, which was a which was a a parody of the blue screen of death that Windows was famous for. Yes. uh, and, and people were shocked. The more these reports came out, people were like, how did Microsoft this mess this up? Everyone was shocked. Everyone except Microsoft. <laughs> um, <laughs> because this was a known problem. Ooh. Uh, Microsoft, uh, many engineers spoke up, told them to shut down production, to delay it to 2006, and Microsoft was no, like, no, get them no, out there. They have to be out before PlayStation. We have to be out for PlayStation. They did try to fix, like, yeah. Yeah, so here's the interesting thing. Uh, they wanted to be to mar- Sony to market so bad that they went ahead with production with this being a known issue. Spike gets um, you a long way. So. Now, here's here's what I'm going to get into. I don't know if a lot of people know why the Red Ring of Death happened. I'll no, get into so that. I, I was going to ask, before you explain that to me, just, uh, I'm just curious, did this happen to both you guys at some point? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mm-hmm. went through a couple different Xboxes. Uh, I even did the Tal my, Trick for It happened a while. to my first one. My Frank and Xbox. So we'll get to why the Tal Trick works. Okay, um, I'm curious. Uh, so... This issue was caused because the graphics chip that they did not have a lot of time to test with was pretty large. Right. And they mounted it to the board with basically a grid of tiny metal balls. Huh. Um, But the problem was... Was there an adhesive that, like, kept that... No. Well, it was welded. Oh. Right? Okay. So then the, the heat inside the Xbox would get so great that the chip would expand. Huh. And these balls were not made to expand with it. So mm-hmm. since they were rigid structures, when the graphics card expanded, it would cause a lot of stress on the balls, and eventually they would fracture. And just come off of the board. And then the, the graphics card would essentially become unglued. Which <sighs> and, they, and similar to a PC, when you turn on your console, <laughs> it has to do a check that it has every component it needs to boot, which is where the red ring error came from. Okay. Tal trick worked because if yeah. you were able to sit your Xbox down, lay it flat, not yeah. standing up, because the Tal trick did I not remember, work standing yeah, up. Yeah, it only works laying down. Um, you would essentially overheat your Xbox so much that it would re-weld those balls together. But it was temporary. I wonder why that was only temporary. <laughs> yeah. It was temporary because eventually you would be overheating your Xbox so much that everything would expand and you would crack more of those balls. Which is, <laughs> the towel trick would just make the it whole problem worse. It would work for like a couple more months if you were yeah. at a warranty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. 
Um, Here's the weird thing. I still have uh, the Xbox 360 that I have in my house now is a launch one that a friend of ours had, uh, or Chris that was on here, and that's still working. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My second one pretty much lasted until I got so they an Xbox One. Uh, they didn't all fail. Yeah. A lot of no, people, yeah. A lot of people think that every Xbox failed. Not true. It was, but that's that's rumor. Yeah. Um, so by the time that th- the PS3 and the Wii had launched in fall of 2006, uh, sales numbers were looking <clears throat> very good for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had met their 10 million consoles oh, beating to market it. thing. Okay. They hit it. All right. But here's the thing: it's an estimated that a 24 percent of those 10 million oh. <laughs> failed or would <laughs> fail in time, uh, which is about 12 times the average the rate, average rate of that 2%. Holy usually crap. consumer electronics you can't make 100% of them work. Sure. It's usually about 2% of them that fail, Guess which who is was why in that 2 fucking percent for yeah. Xbox 1. Yeah. Also me. Yeah. <laughs> which is why you have a warranty <laughs> thing on all electronics, but yeah, they missed that by about 12 times, 24%, which is a quarter. <laughs> um, Microsoft would end up shelling out about 1 billion dollars to fix these Xboxes to send to Mail them to them, send them back. But they hit that milestone. They hit that milestone, and uh, the problem got so bad that they actually had to shut down all production of the Xboxes in early 2007, right after the Wii and the PS3 came out, and figure out the issue. Well, that was the thing. They made damn sure that 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 issue specifically would not happen again. Yes, and the issue was solved. And the failures became a lot less common. Some people out there were still reporting failures, but those were older models. The newer models were built in such a way that that would never happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was reported by 2009 that, like, I think it was still, like, 15 or 10% of consoles had still failed. But the number was shrinking. The more people bought the new models... Yeah. The number was shrinking, and if anybody's broke, they sent them a new model that would never break. Say what again. you will about the one that thing don't overheat. Yeah. My PS4, it, I feel like that thing is gonna catch fly, catch fire, and fly away. Yeah. Like, but like <laughs> my Xbox gets hot sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, oh, yeah. doesn't? Yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like really, really it's hot. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. If you play Red Dead and put your feet on the shelf where it is, it's like a foot warmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah. So, in summary, what do we issue, got here? The yeah. issue was solved. Failures became less common, but at this point, damage to the brand had happened. But as we know now, in hindsight, that damage was overshadowed by the massive success of mm-hmm. Xbox yeah. So, worth it. In summary, let's go over this again. Microsoft had reached its goal of selling 10 million 360s by the time the developers or the competitors hit the market, but the red ring of death problem had hit them very hard. Mm-hmm. And it made the lead not as fruitful as they had hoped. Soured on the brand for some people. For yeah, sure. yeah, but still, yeah. those that had working Xbox 360s loved it. Loved them. Yeah. Oh, especially uh, because me of that being year, one of them. Me too. The year after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still, those Xbox. Uh, the PS3 was big. It was bulky. It cost at least five hundred. Yeah, six hundred yeah. if you wanted the good uh, And it was one. impossible to program, meaning that uh, games like. Skyrim came out and barely worked on oh, PS3. Oh, God, yeah, that's the um, same bug shit was They bad had bugs that w- they could not fix yeah. because of the way PS3 was made. Those, yeah. pre- yeah, those, um, those statements were just like, eh, it's fucked. Games like know. Bioshock came out, and then they came out for PS3 and ran worse. Yeah, like it, it, I remember You know, that. it just... The Xbox was the better product for developers uh-huh. and for customers. Yeah. And Everybody. Xbox was able to continue selling, outselling the PS3 when yeah. it came out. Like and, rega- had, and regardless of where you're gaming, you got to thank that platform. Yeah. They PC. were they were in the lead yeah. out the gate, but they continued to outsell PS3 oh, when it came yeah. out. The one thing that they couldn't look 
uh, forward to and predict was that the Wii would come out of nowhere and <laughs> sold like hotcakes. Yeah. Um, but the thing like is, a tickle me Elmo. Uh, yeah. The the Wii was a toy that parents were buying so that they could play fucking tennis in their living room with their dumb shitty kids. <laughs> and so like, I don't know. Like, Microsoft was. Microsoft was now selling games like crazy. For yeah. Tell thing. me Gears of War and the Halo franchise is worth more than Wii Bowling. And mean it. You can't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh. You're right. I, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I doubt that the, if the Wii didn't come out and Nintendo had just released another platform that the Xbox 360 would have sold better. It You know, there was... People, the people that bought the Wii didn't buy it instead of an Xbox. Yeah, they, that's yeah, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I still feel like the live service and the sales of games yeah. and whatnot, the 360 still may have been more profitable. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, at least no, more I than Sony. Yeah, I because doubt there was that. Everybody that bought a Wii bought it for Wii Sports and then didn't and then buy it. And never any. bought a game. Yeah, yeah and then never bought a game. Yeah. My my cousin bought it and then put pet, used it as a piggy bank. You put pennies in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> It's Holy about shit. as good as playing a game. I really, for some reason, my Wii ran Netflix better than any other console. You needed like, a fucking disc to run, like to play Netflix on the Wii. It was a nightmare. No, it had no, a channel. Yeah. Oh, it, it had, had a, a channel, it had yeah. a disc first. No, so yeah. I swear so to God. PS3, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this was like after that. But I mean, yeah, like, if you wanted to watch it in 480p or whatever, <laughs> but crap. still, it worked forever. Like it would stream so well. Like it was never for some reason. Yeah, you know, the you know what streams better? Literally anything else. Fucking. So I think it's important here to look at the bigger picture totally. um, I jumped the gun a little bit earlier yeah. when I was talking about gaming and other shit but yeah it's hard it's hard to think of any features that modern consoles have nowadays that we can't at least somewhat attribute to the Xbox or as PC. a brand yeah or anywhere or PC Mobile, yeah, yeah a lot of people uh, will shit on Xbox and say that their computer is better but PC gaming in the early 2000s was not a thing until Microsoft decided to make drivers for the 360 controller. Totally. That changed everything. Yeah. That's like, what everybody on, everybody on PC <laughs> uses. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, you can't, you have to at least somewhat attribute it to Xbox and more specifically the Xbox 360. Yeah. Because by the time the Xbox One came out, everybody had already stolen everything the 360 totally. did well. Yeah. And the Xbox One was just the start of all this stuff. But, you know, the more open platforms led to bigger games, more games, indie games, games like Braid. Totally, yeah. You know, Super Meat Boy. Castle uh, Crashers. Castle Crashers, oh, Castle. things like Fuck that. Uh, uh, DLC became a thing. Parties ooh. became a thing. Like we said, <laughs> Discord is, is like the you know yeah. successor to Xbox Live. Really voice chat parties. Uh, voice chat, gamer tags, unified games Friends list. Friends list, yeah. Platforms that hold all your content, achievements. Achievements, yeah. yeah. Microsoft may not have invented any of these things, but pull any gamer off the street, ask them where they first experienced things like achievements and parties, and I bet you Xbox will come up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Microsoft had a lot of goals between Xbox, Xbox Live, and Xbox 360. They accomplished some of those goals, some well better than others. Even those terms like transcended beyond yeah. games. Like and they spectacularly like... failed at other things mm -hmm. they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. But I think that no matter where your allegiances lie in this never-ending console war We're or consoles versus PC... I think we can all agree that the video game industry is a better place as a whole because Bill Gates was really mad at some Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that the 360 is still the best console ever made. After the GameCube, of course. <laughs> Wrong. Flies. I'm going to beat you to death with the GameCube. <laughs> it's got a handle, too, so yeah. it's easy. <laughs> But uh, fucking a, I think that's our yeah. That's that, that's that gonna do. That's up. gonna do fucking it. Fucking a, yeah. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> the story of 360 only grows from there. It does. But yeah. I think 
I wanted to cover more of the stuff that people didn't know. Totally. Everybody knows the Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 blowing Xbox I d- Live up. I do and, want to do yeah. the final chapter. Of this, yes. Uh, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. We'll but, have to go back and wrap up all the cool uh, things yeah. about Xbox mm-hmm. and Xbox Live. But I think that's it for today, everybody. Yeah, we done, guys? Yeah. Yep. Fucking good job. That was a fucking great right story. Yeah. I feel like I didn't make as many jokes because I was literally just yeah, sitting you're here just learning. Like learning. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 when I was like reading over the stuff in the outline earlier today, I was just like, I felt like I was just like, oh, like I, yeah, I was just like studying <laughs> uh, rather than. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, thank you again, obviously, for for doing all of that, all of that research and compiling all that information. Fucking awesome. All right, uh, but that's this is it. this has been hot button. Thank you. Yeah, um, you want to you want to toss up some plugs? There, yeah, cowboy? thanks for everybody listening so yeah. far. It's been awesome. Oh yeah, no, it's I'm been amazing. I'm not sure. We obviously our timeline is weird because of weird Shout time out travelers. To some other countries, too. but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, thanks for downloading. It's awesome. You can listen to us anywhere if you're already listening yeah, to the find podcast. Us on, I don't need to fucking tell you. Subscribe on iTunes. To. Rate subscribe, on leave iTunes. Leave a review. All that yeah. other shit. Um, also, say follow us on Facebook. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, but, follow us on, on Facebook. <laughs> Fuck them. No, yeah, like us. Um, our uh, our Twitter gamer tag Tweet is Hot Button Cast. <laughs> yes. Um, and our Facebook gamer tag is Hot Button Cast, and Instagram yep. is the same thing. We do our personals. Yeah, yeah. My Twitter gamer tag is Chris I something. I'm Restart Randy. Austin Blakesley. Yeah. And this is uh, uh, this is the, the signing out, boys. <laughs> <laughs>